Wow. What a difference a day can make. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Outside of the ordinary, in addition to the ordinary. Anything but ordinary. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. The text doesn't tell us how Joseph found out about Mary's pregnancy. Um, we don't know if the news was shared by a tear-filled, anxiety-ridden Mary. We don't know if it was a friend who heard from a friend who heard from Elizabeth. Or it could have been that after returning from her visit with Elizabeth, she was no longer able to hide the signs of growing life. However he found out, it had to feel like a blow. Betrothal wasn't like our modern-day engagement. Today, all you need to do is return a ring and cancel your wedding plans, and it's off. Betrothal was just as contractual as our marriages are today. So to end a betrothal and not get married required a, a certificate of divorce. And there was a process in that day to, to go through to attain that. So... Their commitment was deep. And then everything changed. Mary could explain as many times as she wanted that this child wasn't another man's. But who would believe that? Joseph may have been a righteous man, but he wasn't delusional. He knew how babies were made. And even in the stories he heard growing up of God intervening to grant children to the prophets of old, they still involved a man and a woman. It would have been easy to conclude she'd obviously had an affair. Or maybe she had been raped. The whole spectrum of emotions and explanations probably swirled into his mind. He could have brought her to trial to decide if she was a victim, a participant in prostitution, or had had an affair. He could have her brought out of her home, where she most likely lived with her parents, to be stoned in front of the entire community. These actions would have been within his rights, and nobody would have blamed him. That was what people did in those days for such crimes against the law of God. So, this is not some idyllic birth narrative. There are no angels singing in the sky to peaceful shepherds in a field. There's no halos sitting over Mary's head. This is not the sanitized nativity scene we see all over this time of year. This is messy and chaotic and awkward heart. This is real life. And it involves difficult decisions, destroyed reputations, rumors, and hardship. Jesus did not come into a sanitized nativity scene. Jesus came into this very messy, messy awkward, chaotic, hard world through ordinary people called to do extraordinary things. A righteous man. Imagine being Joseph. 
imagine being Joseph. It doesn't matter what Mary says. It'd be difficult to believe. You'd go through all your options. But most of us, I don't think, would land where Joseph did. It would be easy for him to cry out for justice. We know that people have been killed for far less. The feelings of betrayal would be hard to see through. This marriage was not necessarily a marriage of love. It most likely was a contractual agreement between two families. Child was done then. He would have promised an amount of money for her, which he wouldn't have to pay if he could prove she had been raped or had been unfaithful. His reputation could be saved and his side of the contract upheld if he took her to trial and found out about some sort of infidelity on her part. Despite this being a contractual relationship, in an unbelievable situation, he chooses the path least damaging, not to himself, but to Mary. And that path was divorce. A quiet divorce would not necessarily prevent rumors. There's a chance people would always believe they had broken a vow not to sleep together until the marriage was complete. A quiet divorce would however, possibly give Mary a chance of returning to her parents' home, where whilst she would still have a difficult life ahead, she would be alive, versus a stoning or a lengthy public and shameful trial that could still end in her death. Joseph's actions show us that though he is a man committed to Jewish law, He's also a person of mercy. He clearly has love for Mary. Whether his feelings toward her are romantic isn't clear, but what is clear is that he cares enough about Mary to seek mercy. Righteous is often described as doing the right thing for the right reasons. And this describes Joseph. Despite the pain, he wanted to do what was right for those involved. And in the midst of the mess, an angel of God shows up. The text says that after Joseph had resolved to divorce Mary, when the decision had been made in his mind, an angel comes to him in a dream. This couldn't have been an easy decision. The decision he made illustrates his righteousness. Joseph wakes up and doesn't hesitate to do what is asked of him. This was not a small thing to follow through with, even after the dream. Joseph knew what this would mean. There would be rumors. The righteous Mary and Joseph would be viewed as less righteous by certain people. Reputations would change. Joseph would claim this child, who is not his, as his own. While Joseph knew some of the immediate consequences of claiming this child as his, he had no idea what would await him. Having any child 
is a life-changing experience. But how do you prepare for the Son of God? There is no book on what to expect when you're expecting the Son of God. No manual. Joseph's commitment to the call of God to parent this child was an adventure into unknown places. Joseph would have grown up with the Hebrew scriptures, what the prophets had said, and he would have known this road would be not easy. The call of God on his life was stronger than Joseph's desire to flee. Even after the angel appeared, he could have left, yet he didn't. Joseph desired to follow God, even if that meant running into a mess. All of his previous plans for life with Mary have suddenly changed. Yet he still chooses to follow. In the midst of the mess, God shows up. Joseph is told to name the child Jesus, which means Yahweh saves. The name Jesus fulfills a promise that God has heard the cries of his people, and Jesus will save the people from their sins. The naming of a child in their culture signifies Joseph claiming Jesus as his own child. Claiming a child as your own, regardless of parentage, was just as binding as if they were your biological child. So, Joseph doing this was an adoption without distinction. From that point forward, he was Joseph's child. There was another name for Jesus given in the text, Emmanuel, God with us. God is entering our world to be present with humanity in the mess. This was a difficult period for the Jews. The oppressive Romans were in power. The Jews were taxed astronomically. Soldiers walked the streets doing whatever they wanted. Jews couldn't build or travel without permission. Without permission from the government. Not only was it difficult politically, it was generally a hard time to live. One of the most common causes of death for women was childbirth. Simple injuries could cause infection and death. Poverty was rampant. Survival was dependent on never-ending, back-breaking work. And Jesus comes into this difficult and messy world. God comes into the mess. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but the world is still a messy place. While some of us live comfortably, not all do. Even in America, children go to bed hungry. Drugs are still a source of addiction. Our culture is under assault. There's war. There's poverty. We know that even in our own lives, things are messy. There are diagnoses no one wanted. Death still happens, and sometimes at the worst possible moment. We're busy, and life is hard. There is so much in our world that is hard. God is still God with us in the mess. 
Advent is about our anticipation of Christ's birth and his return. But it's also a time for us to look for where God is at work now in our world. We sometimes can't see the work of God in our world because we're so focused on the bad. But God is still God with us. He's there in beautiful moments in life. He's there when people share, when people choose the hard work of peace over conflict. One of the ways God wants us to be present, one of the ways God wants to be present in the world is through us. Just like God used Joseph, God wants to use us. We won't be the actual parents of the Son of God. That's been taken care of. But we are able to follow the call of Christ, whatever that means. We can focus on mercy over law. We can focus on obedience over what that means for our reputation. We can embrace the mess of our lives and still trust that God wants to use us. Just an ordinary person. Joseph was just an ordinary person trying to follow God to the best of his ability. And it led him on a wild and messy adventure of raising the Messiah. The God who called Joseph on this wild adventure is still in the business of calling. He's calling us to the wild and messy adventures that reveal God with us in our world today. Now is the time for us to look where God is at work and to ask God what is he calling us to do in the midst of it all? What is God calling us to do? You probably won't get an angel dream, but you might get a dream in your heart that won't go away. It might be a hard dream, a dream that asks you to forgive or to give up your propriety for the sake of love or to do some other hard things. It may not be easy. I'm sure it wasn't easy for Joseph. But you'll also get to be a part of this great story of the God that is continuing to do great things in the world. And you'll get to remind people that God is with us even in the best day. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for ending into the mess of our lives.